Hey everybody, welcome to episode 74 of The Drive-In. This week I was joined by Kelly, an alumni of the show. She has been on the show for, uh, let's see, The Greatest Showman she was on for. And uh, actually I think Kelly's been on a drunk drive-in too. So, But Kelly loves, uh, loves Disney, loves musicals, as you know. So we made sure to get her on for the remake of The Lion King. Uh, we had a great conversation, looking forward to having her on again, uh, but definitely check out this week's episode, and hopefully you enjoy the conversation about the Cats trailer as much as I did with Kelly. Uh, let's get right to it. All right, so uh, we saw The Lion King this yes. week. Um, before we get into the the review portion of it. Um, so we're going to do something different. Um, I want to change up the format. So like, we'll, I'm going to tell you what to expect okay. and then everybody at home can listen and figure out. So we're not going to do a full summary today. All right. So uh, don't, don't expect listeners at home a full summary. We're not doing a spoiler-free summary or anything like that. Um, if you want to see the movie or you have seen the movie, you're going to listen to the show. Um, otherwise, you're not going to listen to the show. I think everyone so. knows what The Lion King is about, so yeah. I don't yeah. think see, we're going to miss much. This was an easy one to start that on right. because it's not like, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but it's like they didn't change a whole lot. Right. So if you've seen The Lion King from like the 97 or 6 version, when, when did they come out? I think it, I would say 96. Okay. Let's see here. I'm going to look it up because I'm not sure. Lion King, not the 2019 version. Um, 94. Uh, 94. 94. Man, that was a long time ago. I was one. I was five. And I I really was five because it came out in June. So I did get that birthday. Um, but yeah, so like I said, we're not doing full summaries. Um, this is a good tester for that because you don't need the summary because it's the damn Lion King. Yeah. Um, but wanted to um, kind of just like look at some of the, the highs, the lows, your favorite parts. For this one specifically, think about it now because I'll ask you by the end. Um, what was your favorite or favorite and least favorite uh, adaptation? So, okay. like we said, a lot of it is very similar, but they did it in a different way, so to speak. Right. So, to, so to speak. Um, so by the end, we'll we'll talk about that. So think about that. Um, but before we get into any of the like specifics, uh, we are going to keep the trailer rundown because I always okay. like talking about what's coming up. Yes. Um, so let me pull that up and let's see how close yeah. we were. Um, so trailer rundown. I had Downton Abbey, okay. uh, Midway, playing with fire, which I. Just remember what that was about. Um, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, Playmobil the movie, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and Milan. We had some different ones. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I had to write John Cena, Keegan Michael Key next to Playing with Fire because I, I knew I would not remember that. Half second ago, I was like, wait, hold on, what's Playing with Fire? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's the Cena movie. So I had Maleficent, Mulan, Cats. Playing with Fire, Blinded by the Light, which is the Bruce Springsteen Yeah, one. that looks pretty good. Um, Arctic Dogs, The Addams Family, and Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. So, bef- yeah, it's a different Before one. we get into anything, I have to, because you're a musical person. Yes. I Let's have talk to about get the Cats trailer. Your, because this can, this we're recording this like two days after the San Diego Comic-Con. Well, it didn't air during San Diego Comic-Con. Well, it came out Friday. But, like, it came out yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Oh, my God. It feels but they like had like the intro day. video on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Kind of like the interviews with everyone, but right. yeah, the official trailer was out yesterday. So what? I have some thoughts. Yeah, what are what are your feelings. thoughts? Um, well, honestly, before the trailer, I was really excited for the movie. The cast is great. Yes, I yeah. was like, man, like, and Andy Blankenbuehler is still choreographing it, which he did Hamilton and mm-hmm. Cats. Um, so I was honestly really excited. This trailer has not made me very excited. Very creepy CGI. It is scary. Yeah. My, my brother said it's his, quote, actual worst nightmare. It's, <laughs> he does not like Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like, um, my, my concern with it, you're right, it's creepy, but it's uncomfortable, too. Yeah, yeah. The, I feel like they honestly should have either done it like The Lion King, like actually had them as cats and mm-hmm. then just kind of done the voiceover, or like similar to Broadway where you can, like they're just in costumes, yeah. not the CGI. Ugh. Ooh. 
I read an article that said the five most disturbing things about the Cats trailer. And the first one was, despite the fact that you spent all this time and money and and effort to make them look like cats, they have human hands. Yeah, that's true. And it's like... And human faces. And very clear human everything else. It's like basically just like the ears and their backside with the tail. Yeah, and the fur on their faces. It's disturbing. Like, I... I'm sure there's going to be a handful of scenes in it that are really well done. Right. But overall, I don't want to see it. Like, it scares me. <laughs> yeah, it's... They made a choice. They, they very choice, much so did. And I'm not sure if it was the right choice. I just... But I still... I mean, I'm still probably going to, like, hate watch it. Yeah. You know? I'm like, sure really this is probably going to be... I'm sure you'll be on before then. But you'll be on with this, and we're just going to uncomfortably talk about cats. <laughs> Which is funny because Kim is a huge fan of Cats. Yes. Like, she is diehard. Like, her favorite musical, I think she said it was the first one she ever saw in theater. Same like, with your wife. Yeah, Jordan was yeah, the first show that's right. Cats. So, like, there's a lot of that. But this just feels, it feels wrong. It does feel wrong. It makes you feel wrong. And, like, James Corbin's cat looks like, they said it looks like a, a really creepy penguin from uh, Batman. He's got, oh, like, yeah. the black and white. Yeah. And he's, but it, that's, like, his character in the show. Because I just saw it at the Aronoff. Okay. Um... I thoroughly enjoyed the musical. I liked it a lot more. You want you want to know something? What? I've only seen the filmed version. I've never seen it on stage. You you should have came and seen it because I I mean you have to go in with it knowing there is no plot. Like it's literally you just, have to know it's about cats. It's it is just about cats. Like each character has their own kind of song, and then memory happens, and then it's over. <laughs> like if you go in with no expectations, you'll like. Does the movie... Okay, so from what... Because, I mean, I feel like the filmed version was just very much, like, there's, like, a lot of cuts in there. They're Mm -hmm. playing towards that. So from seeing it on stage versus seeing, like, the trailer, do you think they're making some big changes in the plot? It seems like it's from what I got. Well, I think they're going to have a plot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think they'll probably add in some dialogue, because there really isn't any Mm -hmm. dialogue, mostly because they are cats. I feel like they would just be meowing. Um... (laughs) But yeah, because the the white cat, Victoria, was kind of like talking. Mm -hmm. She was just like, are you going to try for a new life? Which that is the only plot point, I guess. So I think they're going to add some dialogue. What's up with the like martini shaker of catnip? That I don't know. That I don't know. (laughs) There's some weird stuff going on in this trailer. If you guys... Okay, so let's let's see how much interaction I can get off of this. I want to know... What are your, listening at home, what are your reactions to the Cats trailer? Because, like we both said, it's a, the trailer itself is an experience. Yeah. It's oh, un- I actually, I saw but. some, well, it was all over my Twitter feed mm. yesterday, but someone put the Us music. I saw that. To the trailer, and I was like, it works. It, does. it scarily works. Yep. So. Jordan Peele retweeted it and said, yeah. like, this, all of this, or something <laughs> like that. So... So yeah, find that if you can too. Listen to that, watch that, and then when you're done, tell us what you think. Uh, the Cats movie, because it is another remake. You know, we're in right. the the continuing of people not being able to have a unique creative thought. Um, I I I'm, I feel like I'm like front loading of how much I hated a Lion King. I liked it. It was fun. It just wasn't very unique. Right. Um, but yes. So let me let me know on uh, on Twitter. Um, or on Facebook, you can let me know. Um, this is probably a good time to start that as saying, go to Twitter, at get the Eck out, E-E-C-H-A-U-T-E. Uh, or you can go on Facebook at the, uh, the drive-in hosted by Aaron Lopez, and you can leave a comment there. Let us know what you thought about the Cats trailer. Um, but so the ones that we both did see, what are your thoughts on Mulan? Because uh, that seems like, I'm pretty sure that was the only Disney movie, or at least of the I re- saw Maleficent, too. Oh yeah, but I don't. Okay, Jordan and I were talking about this in the movie or in the in the, the theater. Didn't at the end of the first one they make her kind of out to be a like a dark hero, and now she's back to being the villain? I don't know. I I watched it, but I don't remember. It just the thing. it. I remember both of us really liking the ending of the first movie and being like, oh, that's she has a character arc, and now mm-hmm. she's she's not evil, but she had to do things that people thought is evil, and so that's you know. She is now she's leading an army against everybody, and she's literally, excuse me, trying to hurt everyone. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, lukewarm about Maleficent. I mean, Mulan is honestly one of my favorite Disney movies, and I'm pretty lukewarm about it. Too. Really? Yeah. So because there's no singing yet, so I don't know about there is that. no singing. There's no no Mushu. Mushu. Do you know why though? Did you hear why they? No. So there, they do have a reason. They want it to be more culturally appropriate to 
that uh, the Asian culture. Okay. And they figure if they do Mushu, then it would become a farce of the cultural identity. Okay. And if they do the singing, they probably, I think from what I could tell, they're going to have reflections in it. Mm-hmm. That might be it, though. And it may not be sung by the character in it. Right, it might be like sung in the background. background as something happens. Okay. But okay. it's it is all about like cultural identity. I respect that. I yeah. respect that. So that that helped me come to terms with it. Right. But still, yeah. it's a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. Saying as it would have been nice to see. Like, is she still gonna have a sidekick then? Like, I don't that's know. that's what I'm wondering. It seems more like like the real history kind of like I don't I think Mulan is based on a true story. Yeah. I like think so. some female who joined the army. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's more it's focusing on that aspect. With having some of the, um, the iconic moments here and there of the Disney movie, or the animated. Yeah, I mean, I would probably rather see Mulan over Cats, but yes, I agree. Still can probably see Cats. Did you see the Playmobil trailer? No. Oh my god! So is that um, like the, the toys? Yes. Is that what I'm thinking of? It's okay. like the the it's Legos for smaller children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but it's not like the, the blocks, you know, like, I don't remember what the name, but the, it's not like the Lego brand. It's the, it was like the other brand oh, okay. of, it's like, um, they, they have like this, the ball heads and like the, yeah, like the long bodies, yeah, a little okay. bit longer bodies. Yeah. They're doing one and it's got Daniel Radcliffe in it, voicing wow. character. I wonder how much they paid him to do that. Well, yeah, because the sidekick's Jim Gaffigan. So oh. probably didn't have to pay as much for him right. as they did for Radcliffe. <laughs> Well, it's, that's the same thing with Arctic Dogs. Like, yeah. they have Alec Baldwin, and, but then, like, James Franco and kind of some yeah. other, like, throwaway characters. So, yeah, I don't know. I Going through my list, I have never seen an, an episode of Downton Abbey. So, uh, watching the trailer, or I'm not going to see the movie because I've never seen any of the mo- the TV show episodes, the trailer seems like it has big moments. Like, oh, so-and-so's back. And I'm like, this means nothing. Yeah, I don't know who that is. But, yeah. I don't watch it either, so. Uh, Midway looks good. Um, yeah, what's that one? That is, um, it's a, a new war movie based on the Battle of Midway. Okay. Um, and they, they haven't really had a, in like the early 2000s, we went through a span of like three or four years where there were like 40 war movies. Yeah. It was just like, we the the, the market was oversaturated with war films and we haven't had a, we haven't had many lately. Mm-hmm. And so it looks pretty good. Well, it's got a good cast. I guess and, the last one was like Dunkirk. Yeah. Which is, I only saw that for Harry Styles. Yeah. So. And I thought it was well done. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Midway, Playing With Fire. It looks stupid. It would be better if it wasn't a Nickelodeon kids movie. Mm-hmm. It could have been, like, a, a hangover style right. movie. And I think it would yeah. have been a lot better. But And then I had Dora. I'm excited for Dora because they they poke fun at the fact that Dora talked, like... Yeah. <laughs> she, she, like, asks someone, Breaks like... Breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. And, and, and then they're, they're like, like, who are you talking to? I, I... And see, that was something they did in Lion King, which I liked in some way, like, playing off of the tropes mm-hmm. of the original movie. Yes. Um, so I like when that happens, if it was... If it's not overdone. Um, but, yeah, I'll probably go into... I, I am seeing Dora, because uh, Dokia is coming on for that. Spanish teacher. Talk about... There we go. You know, Spanish. Perfect fit. She's going to teach us some Spanish, even though I took four <laughs> years. Um, anything else? Um, yeah, Adam's Family, probably won't see that in the theaters. Ford versus Ferrari, I've seen a lot of in trailers, it seems. It looks okay. It looks okay. Yeah. Like a good Cool drama. story, yeah. I guess. I, I didn't really know about that, the story behind that, but... Alright. Yeah. Yeah, I, for some reason I want to say that the Adam's Family was originally supposed to come out on Netflix. Really? Because I saw, I think the first poster I saw, it had the Netflix logo on it. But I might be wrong. I could be making that up. Um, I'll have to look that up, because I was like... In Halloween. Yeah, I thought it was coming out around Halloween for Netflix. And it would make sense, because Netflix is actually putting out real movies and not just, you know, they're all putting original series. Yeah. All right, so let's get right into it then. So um, I asked a bunch of people. Actually, I just, I asked one, I asked not a bunch of people, but a bunch of people responded. So on Facebook this week, I asked for people's favorite Disney movies from childhood, um, as well as like a, a character or a scene that this, they really stands out for them. I had a reason for this um, because I wanted to share mine, which is actually from The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before I share mine, um, did, did you have time to think about it? Because you didn't respond. I expect I'd you yeah, to like I wait. Was, um, but so some of the ones that that step out the most, um, a handful of people put Lion King. Uh, a lot of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. A lot of people put Beauty and the Beast. Um, some of my favorite random ones, um, Heavyweights. Because I'm like, yes, that is Disney. Technically Disney. Not animated, but hey. Uh, heavyweights. Um, and then someone was trying to make a case 
for um, one of Jordan's uh, relatives was saying, like, Star Wars now is Disney, so can I say yeah. Star Wars? And I was like, no, Back you can't say Star Wars. Back in the day, it wasn't Disney. Um, and the ones she's talking about, the originals, they're still not even really Disney, even right. though, like, th- they own it now. Um, and then what was another one that someone put? And I was like, oh, that's unique. Um, a lot of Treasure Planets. Um, but I have to agree, my, my number two is with Stephen Gogol, he put that out, is Her- Hercules. Yes. I think Hercules is underrated. For sure. The music Hercules. is incredible. Characters are great. Yeah, I and they, I think they're making a remake. I think it's in the plans, but I don't yes. think that they've done anything well, with it other than saying, like, hey, we will be making this. And it's coming to Broadway. Yeah. Is it so... They're doing it in the summer at, like, this outdoor theater. Okay. Um, this, this, no, must be next summer. Yes, very much looking forward to that. Because I remember they were saying like they were putting it together, but it had the feel of it was still very much in the early stages, mm-hmm. but it's coming over? Yes. Okay, that's awesome. Yes, they are doing it. it the, so they're kind of starting it off Broadway. Too, okay, right? yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I've seen a lot of uh, Aladdin, Whole New World, and um, what was the other one that a lot of people said? Um, Little Mermaid, uh, Part of Your World. Like, those two, a lot of Beauty and the Beast, or three, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Not many Lion Kings. Not many. Well, so what is what is your favorite, maybe, you know, film, character, or scene, if you can pick one? Well, my favorite movie of all time is the Goofy movie, and which I also think is a very underrated film. Most people forget that it's Disney, music. too, yeah. Yes. So, uh, for sure, the Goofy movie. Um I wanted to be Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's just great. She's what great. are your thoughts on the second one? I love it. I love most, it. Cause most people forget about the second one, but I think it's better. That's the only one on Netflix. Yeah, for some so, reason. Come on, Netflix. The, yeah. Get it on. I, I illegally ripped it off from YouTube, the Goofy movie, so I have that on my laptop when I need to watch it. Oh, yeah. The audio's a little weird, but it's fine. Power line. <laughs> Yeah, the, who doesn't want to go to a Powerline concert? I mean, you have a t-shirt. I have a t-shirt. Of I have fake tour. I love Powerline. Yeah. Those songs are yes. awesome. Yes, so catchy. Um, so yeah, Goofy Movie holds a special place in my heart. Um, I mean, I like grew up on Disney movies and like the VHS tapes, like mm-hmm. in the little like plastic yep. containers. Um the unnecessary I mean, amount of plastic, but yeah. it was iconic. Yeah, you had to rewind them <laughs> if you had to watch them again. I mean, Toy Story. Toy Story was a mm-hmm. big one. Well, I think it's me. funny that we never got to talk about it on the on the, the podcast, uh, but looking at, if you look back at the original versus, like, four. Oh, my God, like, the animation is... It's really bad in the first one. It's really bad. But we didn't know how bad it no. was. Because we had no... Frame reference. Yeah, but, but you look like, at it now and you're like, oh, this is rough. The dog, it's still the dog. Yeah, the dog is awful. There's a scene too where well, the, all the toys are fine. Yeah, but like the people the dog, are very simple. The dog looks. They showed terrible. like the difference between. The, have you seen the image on online where yeah. it's like the dog that looks and like the cat. a block and the cats like, like you could see the fur. Yeah, and, really uh, lifelike. Like all the hairs like standing up. Yeah. That and then there's a scene where. Um, <laughs> All the kids that come to Andy's um, party, there's like a scene where they're all him. They just rendered Andy <laughs> four or five times, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, all the kids," because you didn't see him for very long. But if you mm-hmm. pause it, yeah. but yeah, yeah, for sure, Toy Story. That was like one I had to rewatch. Yeah, I still, I, still do rewatch it. <laughs> I I loved yeah, I love Toy Story. I think Toy Story Two is probably the best top to bottom. Really? Yeah, I really do like the second one the most because I think the second one <clears throat> brings in the most realistic arcs for multiple characters and it doesn't mm-hmm. like yeah, because Jesse and stuff. Buzz gets his Buzz is kind of an afterthought in this whole franchise but right. in 2 he gets something to do yeah. he has his moment of um, his existential crisis <laughs> uh, of like there's more than one of me he actually sees mm-hmm. the rose um, you know Woody has this opportunity to like say like do I want to be like loved by many or loved by one um, and then you have Jesse with her her, um, she wants to be loved by many. What's the but no? But what's, what's her no? What's her owner's name? The oh, one that Molly? Molly? No, that, not Molly. That's, just, that's um, the <clears throat> that's the his sister. sister's name. But you, that whole arc yeah. too, like that when she like, loves me, talk about mm-hmm. a moment. Ooh, yeah, that makes you feel things. Um, and then the prospector of being like a really genuine, like 
he's a real life villain, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, that's why I like the second one the most. I think the third one a lot of people really liked. You know, I think that's never got to talk about it, but I think the third one was the best ending to the franchise. Yes. Did you see four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I liked the movie, but I, I didn't like that as the ending. Like the movie right. was fine, but yes, you. Rosie was drinking. So I, this is probably a good moment to talk to. You're going to probably hear a little bit of air conditioning because we are in the midst of the two hottest days of the summer. Um, it yeah. feels like 100 plus, and I'm not turning my air conditioning off it's for that. Really hot. And Rosie is thirsty. Yes. So, so you can't drinking. fault her. It's warm. So yeah. that's, what, that's why you're hearing the air conditioning, and that's why you're hearing my dog drink. And you're going to live with it because it's hot, and by the time you hear this, it'll have cooled off. But you will have known, hey... Friday and Saturday. We lived through it. <laughs> Friday and Saturday were very hot. Um, okay, so yeah, but the reason why I asked everybody this is my my favorite was from Lion King. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Just Can't Wait to Be King was the most iconic scene okay. of my childhood. It's a great scene, and they didn't really do a great job of it in this they, movie. They didn't. I Because like, there was like so many bright colors and like all the giraffes, like, I don't know, like fanning out in the circle. Like, that's what I had in my head, and they were just like... All lining up at the water hole and like yeah. this isn't I can't wait to be king. I liked the singing. Yeah. I liked the the fact that they modernized the singing, uh-huh. and we'll we'll talk about that in a bit because I thought they really screwed up a couple songs. Um, but really, I, I I thought it was okay. It missed the mark for the recreation though. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but so I loved that. Um, I my first taste of wanting to be a performer in some fashion was through this because I practiced for weeks. Um, for our school talent show to sing, I just can't wait to be king. Oh, okay. And then I was sick the day of it. Oh. Yeah. So everyone so was robbed I, of that performance. I remember sitting in my grandparents because we lived with my grandparents for a portion of my childhood, and that was when this came out. I'm sitting in their bedroom um, on the cassette tape of yes. cassette tape soundtrack of this. Yep. Going back and just singing along with it, mm-hmm. rewinding, singing along for hours. So I absolutely, uh, well, and also on top of that, too, it is the hardest level in the Lion King Sega Genesis uh, game. (laughs) So also a little bit of uh, bad memories of that, but still iconic nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Did you ever play the the game? No, I It's that level. It's because there's there's all all these different steps to it, but you have to eventually, you get onto an ostrich. um, And once you get onto the ostrich, it's near impossible because if you just nick a little branch at any point, you have to start all over. And so the timing of it's it's just... There weren't any ostriches in this one, right? I guess them riding on um, them. They didn't ride on them, no. Yeah. I think they ran around with them, but they didn't yeah. ride on them. So. Yeah, so that's why I asked everybody. So if you took part in that, thank you. I enjoyed hearing everybody's. I have to do a quick shout-out, though, because there was one, um, and you know we're all about the... Uh, um, all about equality here on uh, Drive-In. We like uh, when these things happen. Micah, um, you know Micah. Do you know Micah? He did some work with um, Playhouse. Uh, I don't think I did. I don't think you did anything with him. He did, um, he was in Tom Sawyer. He was okay. in Secret Garden. Yeah, it's before my okay. time. So Micah said Mulan, when she sings Reflection, it's the trans boy anthem of the century. <laughs> so... When he put that, I was like, hey, that's yeah. awesome. I, I had, I guess I hadn't Very thought about true. that way, but it fits. So, um, But yeah, so thank you guys. Uh, couldn't say all of them because I got 70 plus responses. So thank you, though. Um, and I'll, I'll post uh, another here in uh, the next show that we do. I'll post a, another uh, post and see what we can get of as far as reactions. So. Um, but okay, let's get to the reason why we're here. What were your original thoughts um or, or not original thoughts, your um, initial thoughts of Lion King. Walking out, first thing you thought. I I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I went in with, I like kind of lowered my expectations because I just saw Aladdin. Didn't really like that. I still haven't seen it. Didn't really like, I was not impressed with Aladdin. And I wasn't really impressed with Jungle Book either. And I thought that was kind of the same vibe that they were going for with the, like, voiceover kind of thing. So I, like, really lowered my expectations. And they they made up for it. So. Fafra also directed Jungle Book. So. Okay. okay. The same director. Right. Yeah. 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 I. Hold on. That is not. uh, That maybe never. I'm looking for my initial. uh, My. I said 10. I had a 10 word review. And my tenor review was, love the nostalgia, but did we really need it? Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. It's I this agree. idea, like, 
It was fun. If I wanted the nostalgia, I probably just would have rewatched the animated. Movie. You almost did. Yeah. I, I wanted to <laughs> to kind of compare, but I was like, oh yeah, that was from that. I was, that was from the movie. That was from the old movie. That was from the old movie. Well, the opening sequence was a scene, a frame by frame almost right. recreation of but the opening movie. The very first shot, though, was Isn't. really underwhelming. I was mm-hmm. like, is this, are we really starting right now? I thought they were going to like pan over to like where the sun was in the exact middle of the screen, but they never did. I was like, okay, we're off to a really bad start. And see that, I think to me, that's my biggest issue with this film is that half the time it's a shot by shot recreation. The lines are exactly the same. The inflection and tone of the line is the same. And the other time they change lyrics and plot and like change everything. And I'm like, okay, what, what are you? You yeah. can't. You cannot be, be one both. Or the other. Because uh, Jordan and I were talking about this, and for me, I was like, it's too much of an attempt to do a shot for shot, like recreate. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what about Beauty and the Beast? And I'm like, Beauty and the Beast changed a lot. Yeah. Like it followed the same plot, but it. it the only time it really like had the same look of things was um, during um, Bell, the, the the song Bell, uh-huh. and that was right. where you saw a lot of those. And you're like, oh, cool, they're like those callbacks. But this was. Almost to a point where I felt like I was being robbed of a movie because I've already seen this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was... I I, I liked it more than I thought I would. I do have to say that I... I you had said you tempered your expectations. Mm-hmm. And I did too because of the reviews. The I reviews... Like, I don't read them before. Like, mm-hmm. I'll look at them after. But I'll kind of... I'll see the headlines and just kind of get the general gist right. of, like, are people loving it, hating it? People were not. They were just saying, like, kind of like what I said. It was like, eh, it was kind of the movie nobody really asked for. Um, but at the same sense, like, it, it could have been more. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the moments of, like, Timon and Pumbaa, they were the, hey, we're going to give you the same plot with a different twist. Yeah, update the <clears throat> lines mm-hmm. a little bit. But, like, Mufasa... Mm-hmm pretty sure James Earl Jones got paid to do the same movie twice. <laughs> but if they would have had anyone else, everyone would have been mad, you know? Yeah, like, but it was, it was like, everything, all of, I'm pretty sure if you play the, his lines line by line, side by side, they're the exact the same. same lines, the intonation, like... Similar inflection. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, I think that were, those were the moments where I'm like, well, we don't need, I don't need a, like, a complete recreation. Mm-hmm. Like, I love movies that, like, reboot, and you're like, oh, hey, that's really cool to see it, like, done. Um, I, I thought Beauty and the Beast was, was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Jungle Book I really liked. I mean, Jungle okay. Book's fun. Um, there's a lot of differences there. And I, but I feel like Favreau just got lazy with this. Mm-hmm. It was... Yeah. it was, And again, I, I want to preface, I really did enjoy the movie, but overall, it's like, I, I felt like I wanted more from it because of that. But, Missed the mark a little bit. Um, okay. The okay. Uh, let me ask you this. So the pacing of the movie to me also felt like, and I, I'm I'm genuinely looking back and trying to find if there was something that they took out because it felt like at one point we were at the end. Okay. Yeah. So did you feel the same way as far as the pacing of it? Um, the, the reason why, so the moment what I'm talking about is it's once we got to Timon and Pumbaa, it was like Timon and Pumbaa, Nala shows up, they go home, we're over. Like, yeah. it was quick. It wrapped yeah. up. Um, that's where I was like, whoa, hold on. Was the, is the original like that? Like, or was there something that we missed? I, I don't know. I thought, the only thing that I thought was like strange about pacing I guess was that the one scene with like the tuft of hair that to like get to Rafiki I was like oh my god like we're we're still on this tuft of hair what is that what is the point of this yeah and I mean that's what I was trying to think back to the original movie is how Rafiki like knew that Simba was alive I think he just had like this premonition right like he just like kind of came to him so kind of it is it's similar it's not the tuft of hair yeah it wasn't that Remember when they now, like, see if you pause The Lion King when Simba falls, you see sex written? Yes. <laughs> that was, like, the dust. Oh, and then And like, I think dust that dust continued, and he's meditating, and then, like, the dust blows past he him, and he's like, the dust. hold okay. on, wait a minute, and something clicks. Okay. So it was, it was similar, too, 
very much drawn out. But yeah. But I mean, I guess like it had the circle of life in there. Yes, that's. I think that's what they were going but, for. But oh my god! Like the when, dung when beetle. When the dung scene. beetle was rolling the pile of poop, I'm like, okay, we need to hurry this. Well, up. for a second, I'm like, what are we? On? Oh, there's the fur <laughs> in the poop because yeah. okay. If you don't remember, or if you're listening just to hear it, um, we start with him, like, uh, Simba is, like, licking his fur, he's cleaning himself, and as he's doing this, a tuft of his hair comes off and it gets blown into the wind. Yes. The next thing is, um, what's the, uh, what's the next thing that catches it? Because I remember the giraffe Um, next. Well, the, the... The water. It goes into the water, the, um, it, it's, uh, it goes into the river, a bird picks it up, puts it in part of in its nest. nest. Another, the other bird. Me and Jordan enjoyed this because it was like me, Jordan, or I bringing home something. Other person putting it in the trash. Like <laughs> this is great. All right, the person leaves and they're like, let's get rid of it. And then it ends up on a leaf. The giraffe eats the leaf, and then I was like, oh, that's funny. We're done. Nope. Nope. No, it's it ends up in a pile of poop, which a dung beetle rolls up in his mm-hmm. little ball. It cracks open the tuft. Flies so, out. An ant picks it ant up, picks thinking it it's up. like a leaf. Yeah, and then that and then ant Rafiki gets picks it, it up. Far too long. Oh man, far too long. Yeah, I mean, and they they really they were able to put enough circle of life in this. That was not the only moment. Yeah. Oh my god. They, I think I they overdone. Like, the, what is going on? The theme was overdone. Um, yeah. But and also in terms of pacing, like I was honestly like, um, where's Beyonce? And then, like, literally, she, like, started talking. It was, like, mm-hmm. when they were, like, in the shadowy lands before yeah. she, like, leaves to go see Simba. I was like, oh, there she is. Like, it was... I waited too long for Beyonce. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too, is is I look back on it now, and the character of Nala really isn't that important in the first movie. Like, she's in maybe a fourth of the movie. Like, the adult mm-hmm. Nala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Way more Nala in this one. Yeah, than, and the the marketing was, like, Donald Glover, Beyonce, boom. They are equal. (laughs) And you're like, oh. And I would even say, like, those two, to me, didn't even have as much of a, a, like, vocal presence as, like, Zazu. And Scar. And Scar. There was a lot of Scar. But not the right amount of Scar, because (laughs) I despised, I was so pissed off with Be Prepared. Oh my god, me too. Hated it. Oh, me too. Because that was a really cool scene in the animated. Mm-hmm. Like, you have all the hyenas. Like, there's this green aura. All of them, like, marching. Well, it's, like a, it's almost like a Hitler-esque moment. Yeah, like, it really moment. is. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, he's singing now. Okay, oh, yep. we're going to be prepared. And now it's done. And now he's done. And he sang one line on the same tune, which was the last line. Yeah. They changed the lyrics, too. Yes, that was, yeah, that's how I didn't know it was, mm-hmm. like, going into the song. I was like, wow, these are all different. Yep. And there's hyenas just kind of, like, gather around, and then they're done. Like, And you didn't have any of the interaction with the hyenas. Hyenas were not nearly as funny oh, in yeah, this movie. For sure. Like, for you sure. had Eric Andre and Keith. Keith. Yeah, and those two tried. They had a couple moments, mm-hmm, but it was but like, nothing. Near Andre was supposed to be Ed, and he was just kind of dumb. The stupid one, yeah. yeah. But that was it. Um, so I didn't feel like they had because there's the moment where they're like, um, you know, no king, no king, la 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 la. Yeah. Like, no fools, I will be king, and you're like, okay, you know, like I I love the the true like, hey, this movie is set in Africa, and you have a lot of you know black actor voice mm-hmm. uh, voice actors but like Jeremy Irons was much better to me like he did a much better job as Scar as far as the character yeah for sure and so I was like I was just not I was not overwhelmed with Scar even though like you said he's in a ton of yeah, the movie he, yeah he was a main main part of this one yeah and even like Shenzi Shenzi and this one like Shenzi was Whoopi Goldberg like yeah. she even had like some humor to her in the animated but this one she was like the leader she was very like hard like no nonsense and it was it was kind of weird because Shenzi in this one almost had a little bit of a um and not a romantic connection to Scar but like a non-romantic romantic connection to Scar don't know why that went off hey guys it's 325 for if you wanted to know um no it was just like it felt like for the moments where um the hyenas were working with Scar after Mufasa had died. Mm-hmm. It seemed like she was just waiting to step into uh, Narabi's queen role. Oh, like oh, I got okay. that vibe. Okay. okay, and so it was like 
it wasn't a romantic connection, but it was like, hey, I want to be the queen. A royal yeah. connection. And that was, I mean, the, the hyenas just want to eat. Yeah, and they're just there for comic relief. Yeah. That was a very different mm-hmm. portrayal um, of that than the other one did. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, let me, let's take a quick little break. Uh, over the break, you're going to hear what's coming out uh, next week. Um so we'll, we'll uh, take a quick break. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep our going to the the lobby. Let's go to the lobby. It's been a while since I've said that actually. So let's go to the lobby. Let's see what's coming up soon um, from from me from the drive-in. Next week, Mike Shea joins me to break down the career of Quentin Tarantino as we discuss his final film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It has been rumored that this is Quentin Tarantino's final film, and I'm sure Mike and I will have lots to talk about over the span of his nine film career. Also in movie news, San Diego Comic-Con happened this past week, and many films were announced, including the MCU's Phase 4. The upcoming Disney Plus streaming service will be a must-own for any Marvel fan, as half of the announced titles will be released only on Disney Plus. Phase 4 kicks off in May of 2020 with Black Widow. Then the Disney Plus streaming service becomes a factor as the Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes in. The Eternals will come out in November of 2020. This starring Angelina Jolie and another big cast, very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. Then we have Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings in February of 2021. Spring of 2021, will bring us WandaVision on Disney+, Plus, the first horror film in the MCU, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, in May of 2021. Next in the spring of 2021, we'll be seeing Tom Hiddleston back on the screen as Loki in Disney Plus's new series that follows Loki after the events of Avengers Endgame. Next up in summer of 2021, the first animated film in the MCU, What If? comes to Disney Plus. The final Disney Plus installation is Hawkeye starring Jeremy Renner. This will continue and see us finding a little bit more about Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. The last film in the MCU's Phase 4 is already a controversial installation, Thor Love and Thunder. Why controversial you may ask? Well, Natalie Portman returns as Jane Foster, but this time she'll become a Thor herself. Most people were not happy with the last time she was in a Marvel film with Thor The Dark World, but I'm willing to give her a second chance as I'm very excited to see uh, Lady Thor holding Mjolnir. So that's about it for this week's movie update. Let's get back to Kelly and I on The Lion King. Alright, we are back. And um, we're going to keep talking here about The Lion King. So I I kind of want, because I think this is going to actually take longer than just like a, a listing. What was your, let's get to that moment of what were your, your you feel like was the best connecting adaptation? Because we have talked about Spawn and Pumbaa and I've been saving them because yes. they're one of my answers. Um, <clears throat> the best portrayal uh, of an ad- adapting from the animated to the live action. The worst portrayal. Um, and then maybe like it, it, character and song if you want to, you, so you don't have to like to pick one. Okay. <laughs> you want me to start? I mean, worst worst adaptation, I would probably say, be prepared. Okay. With a close second of I just can't wait to be king because I was very underwhelmed. Um, favorite. Um, I liked the song of Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Did not. Like that it was in broad daylight. Yeah, they're like, can we? Can you see the twilight? I'm like, it's noon. It's, yeah. it's the sun is out. Yeah, I, I was mean, really. Oh, that made me so mad. I also, I was kind of, I don't know, I, was, I wasn't put off, but I wasn't as impressed by uh, Glover and Beyonce singing. Like, really, it was. I, w- I liked. That. I liked. I liked that they because for so much of the movie, it's just a recreation, so it mm-hmm. was a little unique because right. it was them not trying to completely recreate it. Um, so I appreciated that. I I told Jordan I was like, "Do you think they're gonna put in Nala's fuck me eyes?" Because <laughs> that is an like, and they kind of had that uh, moment. Yeah, a little bit. Um, there's a moment where she's like looking at him. Yeah, they like, kind of have like, and they focus on her eyes her. for a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, they didn't have the very clear, like, oh, hey, this is an adult lion who wants yes. you. Um, we don't get that until the end where you see a child between the two of them. So <laughs> it happens off screen. Um, but yeah, so I, I did, I liked that they did something new with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also too, like, Donald Glover is not really a singer. Yeah, I he's, guess he's a rapper. He's a rapper. And so he's good. He, musically, he has talent. But is he that kind of singer? Not I didn't. Like pop-ish. Yeah. <clears throat> and Beyonce sounded fine. Oh, yeah. That was, that was never going to be in question. Mm-hmm. But um, that was another question I had for you is what do you think about, I feel like they did a really good job casting. Yes. I was really, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> do you think they did a good job casting singing roles? No, that absolutely was, not. <laughs> they picked a lot of non-singers. John to Oliver singing was very jarring. Mm-hmm. Very jarring. I was like, oh, oh, John Oliver. I, yeah. I liked his comedy. But I, I thought he, what he did with Zazu was fun. That's why they, because the Morning Report is a song in the oh, animated. Oh, Yeah, it's okay. a, and in the musical. Um, but they didn't obviously have him sing that, which is, that was also a choice, and that was the correct choice. <laughs> Cool boy. And even, like, Seth Rogen, like, questionable, mm-hmm. questionable singing. Because, I'm trying to remember, who was the original Pumbaa? That I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look it up here. Um, you, can't, you can't mess with Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane, see, and that's the thing, is I love Billy Eichner. Yeah, me too. And I think me that he, he probably, he was my best adaptation, because mm-hmm. he changed the role of Timon to make him, but he did justice to it without trying, trying to recreate... Yes. Um, what Nathan Lane did, and he also could hold a tune. Yes. Like, he wasn't... He he has a little bit of a musical background. Yes. But, and I even think, like, the banter between Timon and Pumbaa was kind of the same amount of... from the animated, even though they kind of changed some of the lines. Yes. It was uh, Ernie Sabella, who was also in... um, (laughs) The four things he's known for are the Timon and Pumbaa TV show, Lion King, Lion King 2, Lion King 1 and a half, and Saved by the Bell. Um, <laughs> uh, he really was in, stretching those Lion King dollars. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff in the 90s, looking at, he was in uh, Mouse Hunt, Out of Towners, um, Roommates, a bunch of like just random, not B-movie, but B-movie-esque um, types of... He in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, if you see his face, you'd be like, oh, okay. He was in um, the 99... Uh, Disney um, with of Annie, the one with um, uh, Kathy Bates. Okay. He and Alan Cumming as Rooster. Mm-hmm. Christian Chenoweth. That's a good. That's a good remake. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, but yes, yeah, so I thought in comparison, I liked his acting, his voice acting mm-hmm. much more. But he can't sing. Yeah. Seth Rogen can't sing. And even like the actual like live action Pumbaa is mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah. Like, not great to look at. And, like, the animated Pumbaa is, like, friendly and stuff. But I thought he just had, like, the daintiest little, like, trot. I, like, just thought that was so funny. Like, he's this big, scary, like, hairy yeah. tusks warthog. His... And then he's, like, do 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 Just, the... like, prancing, kind of. The line, we're gonna name him Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Well, and there's one uh, Timon and Pumbaa line from the animated movie that is one of my favorite lines ever, and I don't know if you'll know it, but it's when they, like, kind of first meet him, and Simba's, like, moping around a little bit, and Timon goes, oh, he looks blue, and Pumbaa goes, I'd say brownish gold. That is, oh, that's just so good. One of the I, best jokes. I thought, so for me, my best adaptation was Timon and Pumbaa, just as a package deal. Yes. Because they... I needed more. I, I want Lion King one and a half to come out now with just those <laughs> yeah. two. Like, I wonder re- if they will. Do a live action one and a half and with let's just get Billy a lot Eichner's. more Eichner and Rogan. Yeah. Um, but so the every time Timon spoke, I was laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, even the way that he they did their his animation, like like scratching his belly and like uh-huh. he was just like really like scatterbrained. The two, well, I guess the three moments, my, my top three moments from this movie are all Timon and Pumbaa moments. Uh, the first one is uh, when Timon, uh, when they first meet him, that whole sequence when they first meet Simba, um, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, we're, we're going to name him Fred, um, in the line where he's like, he's just he's just a little lion, and then he pop, pops his head out, they get bigger, and then pops <laughs> it down. Like, 
that was that whole thing was funny. And then at the end of uh, Kuna Matata, where um, they're like, "Yeah, let's." This song's been going on for too long. You've you've gained oh, yeah. four hundred pounds, and I'm the same size. Like, like yeah, the the, at the old movie. breaking of the fourth wall uh-huh. in this, um, I thought was really well done. And then the last one was when instead of the the luau. Um, they Dress did, and drag and do the hula. Yeah, yeah. They didn't do that. I knew. I was like, are they really gonna do that? I was like, they they can't. They can't really, can they? But and they, they did be our guest instead, yeah. and that was phenomenal. The mm-hmm. fact that you just got enough of it, and you're like, because I thought he was gonna do something and just like put him on a platter, like have yeah, something have like him with the apple in his yeah. mouth. Nope. They no, was, they really went for that. It was good. Um, and then what was the other one? Um, it was another Timon and Pumbaa. Um, that I can't think of right now. What's a motto with you? They that's did that. A, that's a that's a classic. I thought Hakuna Matata was well done. I liked too. that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I I thought Billy Eichner. I was actually I love him. Everything Same. he's in, I love. Billy um, on the street. Yep. Um, what's the um, the one on Hulu? Oh, uh, difficult people. Difficult people. I think that that's I hilarious. Need to watch that. Um, huge you fan. haven't seen that? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> It's it's like fifty percent just Billy Eichner being himself. Okay. Um, and then Parks and Rec, he's yes. in Parks. I mean, everything he's done, I love. And then American Horror Story, very upset he's not in this next coming season. I thought it would be perfect because it's the eighties and he's just kind of weird enough to fit in the mm-hmm. next season. But maybe he'll be a a, a cameo. Cameo, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I, my absolute favorites of their uh, Pumba, Tony Pumba. My least favorite. Um, it's not that I thought it was bad. It's that I felt like it was unnecessary Rafiki. Yes. He was just kind of, like, thrown in there mm-hmm. in this one. I completely agree. Because, like, I feel like he had more of, like, a presence in the animated. He didn't, yeah, he didn't really have a, a role. He also really didn't have lines. Except for the one moment where he's cheating, she's, uh, Simba's chasing him through the jungle. Yeah. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't get any of the... The goofy mentor, yeah, that like Rafiki him, was. like hitting on the head yeah. with his stick, like yeah, and, he was a little bit of a comic relief. And the the actor who uh, who voiced him, um, John Connie, perhaps uh, Canny K A N I, um, he you'll recognize him. He played um, uh, in Black Panther. He was the father, uh, T'Challa's father, um, T'Chaka, I think. So the hmm. the dad of Black Panther in that. Um, but he's also been, he was in a lot of stuff in the 90s as well. But uh, I think, again, like they're being very true to the root, the African roots. They're getting yeah. a lot of uh, well-known and well-respected actors of African descent. And I think that's fantastic. Why did they have to go and get somebody that well-known or respected if they were barely going to have the character in them? In yeah. Like I heard more um, of, is it? No, it's not Sedaris. Who was... There was a, one of the characters... Um, I'm going to see if I can find him here. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, it was Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris was in this. Um, and Phil Lamar. Do you know Phil Lamar? I don't think I do. Phil Lamar was on Mad TV in the 90s. Okay. Um, he's also, though, like... He's basically one of the best voice actors for TV nowadays. Hmm. Um, he does a ton on Futurama. Okay. If you listen to Futurama, you heard his voice. Um, he's just, he's all over the place. He was the guy that, um, he was the antelope that said that Simba wasn't a real lion. Oh. <laughs> that was Phil Lamar. Okay. Um, but like, I, was, I felt like you gave more of like clear speaking lines to Phil Lamar, who uh, in his own right is fantastic, over somebody over who, or Joe, Rafiki. Uh, over Rafiki. And it just was like, I don't know. Yeah. It, the the, him creating the the Simba on the tree with the bugs, too. Yeah, that, I, that was a little drawn out, too. I was like, okay, where are we going here? <laughs> that was, that was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I know we have talking animals, but, like, that was a bit of a stretch to me. Yeah, because he was, like, taking them and, like, placing them there. Like, they are, they're obviously not mm-hmm. going to fly away. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that was a little weird. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm looking through. I enjoyed. Um, I well, really then, did enjoy. Isn't Chance the Rapper in this? He's Is he? talking on Fallon about it. And I think he was, oh, I can't remember now, but I know he, like, had, like, a little cameo in it, too. It says, yes, he is in it. I'm going to see if I'll look it up. Um, Okay, so begin slideshow. It's a slideshow, of course. Let's do see all slides, because I know it's going to be one of the ones at the end. Um, 
Chance the Rapper. Okay. Great. He is um, the voice of Bush Baby and some of the other animals. Oh, is that like the little mouse with the long nose? The small, big... Oh, no, it was the one, the small, big-eyed, big-eared one. The one that, like, jumped up and grabbed the moth. That animal. The white, like... I'll I'll show you a picture here. Um, But that would make sense, because when um, the... Can you feel the love... uh, No, not that. Um, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Yes. Uh, Which, again, that was awesome. Like, how they, yeah. like, started, like, bringing all the animals in and yes, doing, like, an yeah. acapella version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here, Bush Baby is this. That's Bush Baby. Oh, okay. okay. So, the Bush Baby, because he was one of the first, it was the Anteater, and then the Bush Baby came in yes. to help sing the song. Yeah. Um, or to, I guess, do the vocals. That was, yeah, for that. Um, so that was cool. I, I didn't realize. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought it was, again, the casting I, I really liked. My issue was that they really couldn't sing. Yeah. Many of them couldn't, at least. I really liked the young Simba. Me too. I was really impressed, especially, like, for the singing of I Just Can't Wait to Be Yeah. Playing. Really, really impressed. Yeah, I, I thought he did a really, really good job. Beyonce um, did get a little too riffy on us for "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." Yeah, that did that a, did a happen. little too much. But um, and then also, it, uh, it didn't have a post-credit scene. But okay. did you stick around through any of the credits? No. Um, the song, the first song you hear, is a song um, Elton John and Tim Rice wrote for The Lion King that was never put out. Oh, cool! So it was. I mean, it was fun. I was. I missed a little bit of Elton. I wanted a little bit of him in this, so I was happy that we got yeah. him at the end. Well, and then the their attempt at a best original song Oscar nomination with the new Beyonce song "Spirit." I, yeah, I, it was fine. It, was it good. just felt out of place though, because yeah. again, this movie depended so heavily upon a recreation mm-hmm. that you throw something in there, and I'm like, wait, I don't remember this song. Yeah, like I uh, knew that she had like a song, and I'm like, why do it? All the movies have to do that now. Because they want a chance at an extra Oscar. That's all it is. So stupid. Um, now yeah. Beyonce is going to perform at the Oscars, probably. I I hope it doesn't get it. I it probably it will because it's Disney. It will. Yeah, I don't. I was not impressed by her. Like, I I Beyonce is great. I think she got cast because she's Beyonce, not yeah. because she was the perfect fit or I something. Saw, like, I was like, like a, all right joke on Twitter that was like Beyonce probably called Disney and was like I am Nala <laughs> like or she, she might just said hey she, you guys haven't done a Lion King remake you need to do that I'll, I, be, I'll be Nala yeah. <laughs> so alright um, our goal from now on is to try and do this in under an hour because I, I've been looking at the listeners uh, the amount of people and I myself have gotten into some more podcasts um, more recently um, I don't know maybe if I, I say them here they'll uh, it has nothing to do with movies but um two girls one ghost which it's a it's a fun little ghost podcast but listening to it and most of their episodes are under an hour and i'm Mm -hmm. like oh that's manageable that's fine so that's my goal um so i'm trying to uh to do that so we're not going to talk about everything with the movie we're going to try to hit the main points and hopefully we did uh but was there anything about the movie we didn't talk about that you were like hey i kind of wanted to talk on this or mention this at least so we hit on Zazu. We don't. I think we hit on all the main characters. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about. Let's talk about the um, the stampede because that's oh, yeah. an iconic moment yeah. that <sighs> devastating. It's just devastating when you're a kid. Like watching that, you're like, oh, like people die. Yeah. People die. Um, I thought it was fine. It wasn't anything special, in my opinion. He should have pulled on his ear like he did in the beginning because they do that in the animated version and Mm -hmm. that's what gets me every time yeah is he's like playing with him he's like wrestling like he does in the morning and they didn't do much of that they did have him like roll up into him and like cuddle with him and that got me i was Mm -hmm. like oh no yeah but yeah there was there was no tears for me but it was still really sad even the stampede was almost a a scene by scene like frame by frame recreation yeah they really looked at trying to especially that that one random one at the end yep (laughs) why is that even where is that guy going he's he's way lost like why is he even worried about anything like he should still be just up there eating yeah he was off to the side no one no one bothered about him but yeah I, i i was kind of 
was blasé on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I did. I don't think it works in live action, but I appreciated the fact that when he see when Simba sees Mufasa fall, there's the scene, there's the um, the pan out, like the quick pan out on Simba, like screaming no. Oh yeah. And they did that again. Yes. Um, I I like that. Uh-huh. I I don't know if it works in live action as much. Yeah. And that's another it. question: Is this live action? Because of CGI. Yeah. Because the whole thing CGI. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was honestly wondering: is like, what was the scenery? real and then they just were filming a rock for like 20 minutes i, I, I would know. think that it, all of it is Be- cgi because yeah how do you so it's technically not like beauty and the beast would be live action yeah because you have real people in even though you have cgi elements of it and it's with, a I mean, the beast, yeah. yeah um even but i don't i mean i think you have to have a, a live thing yeah, so they really... For it to be live action. Yeah, I was, like, making that comparison. Like, would I have rather been in, like, an IMAX kind of thing? Like, an educational <laughs> kind of thing? Like, someone voicing over, like, this is what the lions do. Like, that well, probably would have been more informative to me. The, um, I think it's called Serengeti, um, the BBC. Oh, yeah. Like, that showed before, or it was, like, mm-hmm. it was one of, like, the pre- not yeah, preview, but before. Um, that's your... That, that's that's right. the live action Lion King. Right. Yeah, where they're like actually filming real live lions. Yeah. So, I don't know. And so I think technically, I, I wouldn't say. Even in an interview, I think the director, John Favreau, wasn't sure. He was like, I guess it's still animation. I'm like, yeah. They can so get away with it. Why did we make it? Um, again, though, like, you're not going to. Like Mulan, lots of live action. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an interesting question. What do you guys think at listening? Is this live action? Let us know. Um,. Okay. That's good. I think that's good. Um, let's go ahead and let's look at uh, a rating. Um, okay. I've got some thoughts we could do. Um, one out of five Owemo ways. <laughs> so but then you actually have to do that amount. Okay. Um, or, I don't know, we could do um, Grub or... Elephant Bones from the graveyard. Elephant Bones. They all work. There's a lot of iconic moments and, and, and items um tufts of hair <laughs> no could <laughs> say uh dung beetle, dung beetle uh, poop balls <laughs> um i, I want to do the wema ways because I, I i'm gonna have to do it as myself but i want to i want to make you have to do at least one because i'm assuming since you said you liked it you'll give it at yeah. least one a wema way um so your final reviews overall your final thoughts and your rating um, final thoughts are, if you like the original animated movie, just watch that again. And then listen to this soundtrack, so you can kind of get the feel for the new casting. And Billy Eckner is great. And I'm going to do a weemboet, a weemboet, a weemboet, a weembo. Ah, So, like, 3.75. Okay. A weemboet's. All right. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I think that it wasn't different enough from the animated to say, like, yeah, go watch it. Because I, again, like my original 10-word ten, ten review was the nostalgia was great. That opening sequence, even though it was a recreation, I'm sitting there, like, my face lit up like a little mm-hmm. kid. Because I'm like, this is cool. This is, like, reminding me of my childhood. But as we go on and further through the movie, I'm like like the scar mufasa scene at the very beginning it's almost all the same lines except they don't do the throw rug line at the end oh. <laughs> um and they also added the zazu brother woodpecker line which oh. i thought that was also pretty funny yeah um so they added things to it but they didn't add enough that you felt like it was a different movie it really felt very similar so i um, again i absolutely loved eichner and um rogan I thought John Oliver did a really good job. The singing was kind of weird, but he wasn't even even Rowan Atkinson wasn't the best singer like right. in the original, so it wasn't like a step down. Um, so I really liked. I think I liked the bit players a hundred times more in this movie than your leads. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't overwhelmed by any of them. I thought they did fine, but it wasn't like I was like, yeah, Donald Glover, there you go, man. Mm-hmm. Like this is awesome. And Beyonce the same thing. So. Um, I'm giving it uh, a weem away, a weem away, a weem away. Just three. Go on three. Got solid three. Um, really would have liked to see more of something unique to it. Um, they had moments where they were trying to. Um, 
it was it was paying too much homage to the original. Yes. As opposed to having its moments where you're like, yeah, they did it oh, from yeah. the beginning. You know, like, I remember that. Like, like Beauty and the Beast did. I think Beauty and the Beast had enough of those moments where you're like, that's awesome. But they changed it enough that you're like, this is a cool recreation of something mm-hmm. I love. Whereas this was a creation on top of Plus the a few original. things. Yeah. And a few new things, yeah. So not overwhelmed there. But um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Wish it could have been a little bit more, though. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Um, so couple of things you guys can find um we are now on anchor um we for some reason for a while there we were only on anchor and apple podcasts but uh we are currently on those two as well as google podcasts breaker overcast pocket cast and radio public hoping for spotify and um and a couple others to come in but spotify is the one i know we're waiting on and spreaker which we used to be on we're not on yet so uh but you still can listen to us in all those different places um and if you do go on to Apple Podcasts, which is one of the main ones that most people listen to us on, like and subscribe, please. That helps um, get more people to, if they look at movie review podcasts, this one will show up. Leave a review, too. More reviews, that means more people are listening to it, um, and then more people will then eventually get to see the show. So if you haven't yet done that, go do that. I think uh, I've only got two or three, so I can and I can tell who they are from their anonymous names. I, I left one. So, yeah, go and do that. Um, that really helps out a lot. Um but otherwise, uh, Kelly, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we'll have to get you on again before Cats, but we're definitely going to bring you on for Cats. Definitely Cats. Definitely have to do some Cats. I'll have some thoughts. All right. Um, so until next time, uh, check us out on Twitter. Already, You already heard where you can find us on there, as well as Facebook and uh, everything on Apple Podcasts and whatnot. Until next time, drive home safe. <laughs>